Okay, welcome to episode 60 of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashbaugh, as always, joined by my co-host Sixten Funquist. And Sixten, it has been more than a month and a half. June 30th, 30. I believe, was our uh, our last conversation, our last episode. Because, well, middle of the summer, especially July, with uh, SHL, is very quiet. Not a lot going on, obviously. A few player moves, but nothing major. So, welcome back. Welcome, and thank you, I guess. Uh <laughs> How how's your summer been? You got a new job. Let's start there. Yeah, I got a new job working in the kitchen at a restaurant here in Lynn Shopping. So it's uh, it's been good. Been a lot of fun working full time, long hours. So uh, no, it's fun. So we should mention it's it's a sports bar, and uh, so how, do you get the chance to kind of watch the games? Uh, yeah, the, sometimes. I mean, uh, typically we're pretty busy cooking, obviously. But if it's a quiet day, you know, we've got a big screen right in front of the kitchen window, so we can you know just stand there and watch the game. The only problem is it's a Boston-themed sports bar, so every time I go to work, I have to walk past a giant poster of Zidane Chara hosting the Stanley Cup inside uh, Rogers Arena in Vancouver. And I'm guessing you, uh, so you're, you're starting to shut your eyes when you enter work, and people are wondering <laughs> what the hell you're doing. Exactly. And those of you uh, living in Sweden, you might not, might guess uh, what kind of sports bar it is, but this is not a sponsor yet that we know of, so we won't mention the name. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Did actually talk to them about that. Anywho, um, where do you want to start? Uh, have you had any time off? Did you or did you go right into work mode? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I've been there for about a month now. But uh, we went to a cabin on a lake for a few days back at the start of July, which was nice. We had some good weather, good relaxing weekend, just chilling on on, on the lake. So awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Awesome. Has Christina been? having vacation or yeah she was on vacation for four weeks and just got back to work last week so oh that's cool awesome yes you <laughs> she's she's like the third member of the podcast even though she's rarely on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah where where do you think we should start off should we kind of uh talk about the preseason and work our way backwards uh yeah let's do that well, as always, Lynn Shoping off to a fantastic preseason start with a pair of losses. Yeah, and as per usual, they keep losing to Oscarshamn in the preseason. I don't know if that's a sign for things to come, but uh, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of the preseason games because, frankly, I don't give a, care, give a shit. But uh, what is or what should be worrying is some players' lack of uh, work ethic. I guess, but I mean, it's preseason. It might, it might come back, or it might show when things are actually uh, when there's points to be won. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's preseason. You can't expect everybody to be in tip-top shape. Uh, everybody's been off since. Uh, well, most people, of course, have been off since March. Um, even Lakers and Rogue, of course, who were in the final, have been off since mid-May. So. Uh, you know, preseason shape is 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 never a good look, obviously. But uh, you know, teams teams seem to bounce back pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, Lynch jumping again with the three uh, two loss to Oscar Sham, uh, and then they opened up the preseason against the defending champion Lakers, um, and they lost two to nothing in that game. However, that was the first game in more than a year, almost a year and a half, to host fans in the stands. Yes, they which had, was uh, awesome. They had 1,250 uh, tickets sold uh, to Sob Arena for that game, so uh, that that's really cool, actually. it's. Uh, oh, I thought it was 1,800. Uh, no, I think it was 1,250. Okay, I okay, remember no, right. eating 1,250, I think. 
Okay, but yeah, it's it's nice to uh, see fans back in the stands. And I mean, um, I was actually watching uh, the British Premier League yesterday, and they had uh, packed packed stadiums, which was very odd to see, but nice to see. Kind of uh, getting back to a, a, a normal kind of life. Yeah, or the as they say, the new normal. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it's awesome. It's even though the arenas probably won't be full until maybe the spring of 2022 or something, uh, we'll still be getting those chants and songs and everything that kind of frames the games in in Sweden, and that's pretty much what it's all about. So it's gonna be awesome watching the real SHL or and the hockey Austin is gonna obviously uh, kick it off in less than a month now. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like you said, probably not gonna have full arenas, but. Given the passion of Swedish fans, I'm sure the uh, minimal crowd is going to be as loud as possible to make those arenas uh, feel full. I, I'm I'm pretty sure every arena will sound like it's full uh, because when when there's an empty arena and people are actually standing and singing, it sounds like they're tenfold. So so it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really really cool to watch and, and listen to. And I hope they. And I do. I will hope. I'm. I'm fairly sure there. There will be these uh, arrangements called the Tifosi, uh, with with a ma- massive signs and paintings and stuff like that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's the best part of Swedish sports. Are the, that's the fans hands down. So it's gonna be really cool to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, anyways, there's one other game last Tuesday along with that Linköping Lakers game. Uh, for Lunda Rogla, Rogla coming away with the 4-3 win in overtime over uh, for Lunda. Wednesday, we had a pair of games. Both ended in 4-3 wins for the away teams. Raybro Henning, Farhiest out of 4-3 loss. And then Timro, their first taste back in the SHL, uh, coming away with the 4-3 win over Brinus. Yeah. I don't know if these games... I guess the Farhiest out of Rogla game was played in... Karlstad. I don't know about the Brynäs Timro game. I know, do know that Timro faced Malmö in Karlskrona uh, later on. So I'm not sure how many of these games or which of these games are played actually in their respective arenas. Do you know? I'm, I'm honestly not too sure. It, it's hard to find a lot of information on the preseason games because obviously there's not a lot of coverage of them. No, and even the teams doesn't. They don't really put out that. Thorough of information that they basically basically go through the games like a post game report and maybe an interview, you know, <laughs> the cliche interview. What's it? What's the feeling? What's the eyes like? What yeah, exactly. Real like typical in depth questions. Yes. So uh, take it for what it's what it is. I mean, I'm not putting an emphasis into to the preseason except for like we discussed last season when you're Gordon. I think they lost 11 to nothing or 11 to one or something against Erebro. Do you remember that game? Yeah. Because that's those kind of things stands out. And even though we're going to get to it right now, Julio had a nine nothing win against Björklöven. That's not much to read into, I guess, because it's a difference in between in, in the leagues. Even though Björklöven are kind of always a top team in the in the hockey Allsvenskan, and Julio should be uh, one or two sizes too big for them. But a nine nothing win is I mean, it's huge numbers, but we don't know. So I'm not putting too much into that, even though it's pretty cool. Brendan Shaneman had two goals and two assists, as did uh, this year's, uh, I think, I think Julius Honka will be this year's more insider, if you if you get what I'm saying here, like the big surprise to, to, the, to the casual Swedish hockey fan, because I don't think people understand how good Julius Honka is. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really psyched to see him play. Um, it's going to be awesome. I think he's going to do very well with Lulio. And uh, I think I mentioned this before. I, 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 um, I raised an eyebrow or two when when they were able to to sign Julius Honka to this season. And it's going to be really, we're going to get get into the signings, but it's going to be really cool watching him. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, obviously, like you said, can't put too much into the 9 nothing win uh, Lulio over Bjorkloven because, I mean, even SHL teams uh, have trouble with Lulio. They're a very tough team to play against. Yeah. Um, so can't put too much stock in that. I mean, preseason against an all-Svenskan team. But uh, I'm sure Lulio is happy with the big win, obviously, being able to demonstrate both Shinneman and uh, Honka. They're two, uh, two of their big acquisitions in the offseason as well. Uh, we also actually had uh, that, that that same, I believe it was Wednesday last week, uh, Forlunda had a big 5-1 victory over the Lakers. But again, it's preseason. People still warming up, still trying to find their stride. So uh, don't put too much stock into the uh, preseason scores, of course. No, exactly. I mean, in, in the Lex and Jurgården game there, 5-6 after shootout uh, also last week, um, I think Jurgården had a junior goalie and I be- and Lexan had Kasimir Kaskisu who played <clears throat> his first game in 543 days. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not up to speed. It's going to be, yeah. <laughs> we, sh- we should also mention, actually, Bjorkloven did only manage 14 shots against Lulio in that game. So Lulio scored five goals less than Bjorkloven had shots. <laughs> well, that's that's a stat, though. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and, of course, Jesper Volstead turning aside all 14 shots he faced against Bjorkloven. So uh, Lulio is obviously... Uh, <laughs> Uh, picking up right where they left off with their defensive dominance. Yes, that's probably a thing we could read into. But Lulio did play back to back. They went from, I guess, they played in Umeå, and then they went down to Skellefteå and faced Skellefteå the next day and lost four nothing. So back to back preseason games might not be uh, that fun for players' uh, minds nor legs. So I don't know um, what we can read into or. Like I said, we shouldn't read into, so let's skip that. Then uh, Team Rowe lost to Malmö uh, 5-0. And uh, Lynch Upping, like we said, lost to Oskarshamn 3-2. And the preseason games will pick up, I believe, Wednesday. I don't uh, know why see. there's a lull in battle, so to speak. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah Wednesday the 18th. It's uh, River Oskarshamn, Halefje, Bjorkloven, and then Forlunda, Lexan. Yes. And, and then, then it uh, keeps on rolling, basically. Yeah, and there's a couple interesting um, matchups from out of country. Lulio is taking on Karpat, who, of course, is uh, from Liga. Um, that's happening on Thursday. Yes. Um, and then we've got... Struggler play Zug. From, Evie Zug from, from, uh, from Austria. From Austria, yeah. Uh, and then next uh, week, that is. The, the Lakers are playing Sparta Prague. Um, Lexan is playing Slovan yeah. Bratislava. Um, and there's something here. The Scania Rinkin Skoda Trophy is that uh, a tournament of some sort? It is, yeah. It's a preseason tournament in in Sardinia. Um, so it's both. I think it's well, obviously it's Sardinia and the Hockey Svenskan team and Linköping, Jurgården and some other teams. Malmö Brynäs, uh, it seems to be, and Västerås as well. So it's it's a pretty pretty big tournament. Um, so there will be placement games. Actually, it kicks off on August 25th, and it the final games which is placement games or what if you if you will um, on the 29th so they play a game per day there so a uh, nice rundown of the legs so to speak um, yeah 
what I like is that Lexan face Slovan Bratislava and uh, also Rögle face Red Bull Munich, which yeah. could, which fun. That Red Bull Munich Rögle game uh, could potentially be a pretty good hockey game. Um, we've also got one, a couple in uh, September. September 3rd, Halefti is playing HC Lugano, and then for Lunda is hosting the SC, ZSC Lions of Zurich. So a couple Is that of, the recap from the Champions Hockey League finals? I believe so, yeah. So that, that should be an interesting game. Or rematch, rather. I don't know. Or did they play Munich? I can't remember, honestly. I'm going to look it up. But, uh, yeah, so some interesting out-of-country games coming up that uh, are probably going to be watch worthy, or worth watching just because it's going to be probably some good hockey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. But uh, it should be some uh, some fun hockey games to watch. And then, of course, 610. We are just over three weeks away from puck drop on the new season, which gets underway on September 11th. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe all 14 teams are in action. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, we've got going seven, to be great. seven games on Saturday the 11th. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> just taking a look at those, uh, those, those games. I think uh, we've got some good matchups. I mean, the Lakers playing Faryastad, that's going to be a good one. Oscar Sham playing Timro. Oscar Sham, um, of course, being the newest team in the league other oh, than, than Timro. Yeah, so uh, those two games now should, should be an interesting matchup. Um, Arebro and Rogla should be good. Your Gordon Halefti. You know what? All these matchups are going to be fun. Because <laughs> it's, it's a new hockey season. It's, Let, it's let's, be great. So for those of you who kind of lost uh, the, 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 our train of thought here, I'm going to give you a complete rundown on the first uh first day of action which is Oscar's ham facing Timro uh Vecco hosting Ferrystad and Frölunda hosting Brynäs all those games are 3:15 p.m. Swedish time faceoffs which would be 9:15 a.m. Eastern on the US Canadian East Coast and those of you living <clears throat> further west you can probably do the math from there then we have 6 p.m. starts in Sweden, which would be Linköping uh, visiting Luleå, sorry, <clears throat> Lexan hosting Malmö, Örebro facing Rögle, and Djurgården hosting Skellefteå. Uh, like you said, it's uh, <clears throat> the, the, the schedule makers have done a really good job in putting together some really exciting games here, right off the hop here. And, especially, uh, especially, I, 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 I want to highlight the Oscar Sam Timro game. I think that's. That's a really important game for both teams to kind of start the season because both are kind of obviously in their minds they're probably middling teams, but in an in an uh, honest mind, I think both teams are facing the battle to avoid relegation, and I mean the three points will be very important from the start here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you. They're definitely the underdogs coming into the season. Um, like you said, Timber being the new team, Oscar Sham struggling a bit last season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big game to start the season. And like you said, the schedule makers, uh, we should also mention the schedule this season is kind of getting back to uh, normalcy. Last year was uh, kind of, uh, well, a clusterfuck of uh, a season when it comes <laughs> to the schedule because we had postponements, we had um, COVID outbreaks, we had games on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we had games all throughout the week. But uh, the SHL is getting back to their... Uh, uh, more desired schedule, which is Thursdays and Saturdays being, you know, kind of the hockey days in Sweden. And so I'm going to say 95% of games this season are being played on either Thursdays or Saturdays. We do have the odd Tuesday game every now and then, 
But uh, Thursdays, Saturdays, those are the days to watch for as far as SHL action is concerned. And, of course, Saturdays are going to host the uh, the doubleheaders, the 3.15 starts and the 6 p.m. starts. So a full day of hockey on Saturdays. Definitely. I'm just, like you said, uh, Thursdays, Saturdays uh, will be the main days. And just for anyone out there, the first game on a Tuesday will be October 19th. And that's a single matchup between Frölunda and Timro. Then they, there's another single game on the 26th. And there's actually a full slate of games on Tuesday, November 2nd. Uh, which I think there's I believe, only I three, believe. four, five, six. Okay, seven, seven Tuesday, like full full slate of games. Seven Tuesdays through the entire season. So uh, that's quite a a downsize, I I I, I would say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then there are in total. I think there's it's like twelve. 12 Tuesdays out of the whole season, or regular season, I should say, uh, w- with games in total. So not, not that whole lot. And uh, it will be making life easier, as, well, for me personally, <laughs> to be fair. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's much easier to, uh, you know, uh, work your schedule around, especially me with my new job. I've already told them that Thursdays and Saturdays I'm not able to work in the kitchen because I'm going to be working with the SHL. And luckily, they're okay with that. So it's nice to be able to work around that. And um also, it's just nice, Sixten, to be able to ha- have the ability to go get another job because I've been in Sweden for almost four years now, and three and a half of those years I was kind of an- not anchored necessarily, but uh, anchored by my visa to the one SHL job because that was what my visa was for, and I couldn't qualify for another job. So it's nice to be able to go out and earn some extra money. Yeah, I can imagine that. Let's not make this a political podcast, but it's uh, weird how how hard it is to get into Sweden when you want to make an honest living. Then um, Let's just leave it at that. Uh, moving on. This is a hockey podcast, not a political podcast. You want to talk some signings? Or, uh, yeah, actually, absolutely. Let's talk let's, player leaving first. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the big one of the past week, obviously, is uh, the young William Eklund signing a three-year entry-level contract, 925000 with the San Jose Sharks. And if I'm not mistaken, it's 1.7 AAV for San Jose. Um but he does have a European return clause on his contract, which means, obviously, if he's not necessarily not happy, but if he doesn't make the big team and he wants to return to your Gordon for another season, he's allowed to. Um, and so wh- what do you think of Eklund? Do you think he's NHL ready or do you think we'll see him back in your Gordon in October? I don't think he's NHL ready. I, 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 I really want to think that because he speaks... Uh, a language that says he's NHL ready. Uh, it's hard because the Sharks aren't aren't very good. I think he could he could make his uh, mark on the team. He, I think he really could, uh, especially with that shot he's got. Jesus Christ! Um, but he's he's a pretty thin guy. I haven't seen him like preseason mode or what's his what he's done physically. Through preseason, I could always check around with some friends at Gordon, but um, unless he's put on one truckload of muscles, I think he'd 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 uh, benefit from playing another year in the SHL. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I feel like the fact that he is a bit smaller, he's 172 pounds, 78 kilograms, five foot ten, 178 centimeters. So obviously, he's not the biggest guy out there on the ice. He's not the smallest guy, but he could, like you said, he could benefit from another year in the SHL, put on a little bit more bulk get a bit more muscle mass going. He's also, um, 
I'm going to, it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to the smaller ice because he looks very comfortable on the bigger ice. He's got good vision. He's got good hands. He's able to play that puck on the bigger ice. Uh, but moving over to the NHL, obviously, it's faster paced, it's harder hitting, it's less space to work with. So, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we make Yeah, you, you were lagging there a bit. I hope it, it didn't uh, <clears throat> uh, get on the recording because you're the one recording. But but uh, I, I, I kind of made out what you, what you said there. I just want to praise your Gordon here. They were very smart uh, during the spring season here. They put out an article, a very long interview with William Eklund in English for anyone interested in North America to read what he has to say um, about playing in the SHL, um, dreaming about the NHL, uh, his style of hockey, stuff like that. And I think it's very smart for the teams to kind of do that. I know they they met with some criticism because they were kind of, those the critics were kind of, you know, what is this flirting with the NHL kind of thing. But I think this is a smart way to kind of showcase what Swedish hockey is about. And if you can control that kind of dialogue or flow of information, the, I think the, the clubs in the league will benefit from that. So there's a there's a long read with William Eklund on, on beefhockey.se if you want to re- know more about him. Um, he's got a fascinating history of how it all started and uh, what he's done, how he's training and, uh, well, his style of play, what he prefers, um, figure skating comes into t- talk there. Uh, it, it's a good read, so so um, check it out. And I really hope other teams kind of do the same thing here because uh, there are a lot of Swedish talents, obviously, heading into the NHL draft, entry draft for 2022 as well. Um, we're probably going to get into that as the season goes on. But but I think that's a smart move from you, Gordon. I got yeah. And I, I think this is something that the league needs to start doing more of. They need to start yeah. capitalizing on the North American market because you have people. I know there's people there in, in Canada, especially that that want more Swedish content. And the North American players playing in, in the SHL that I've interviewed have asked me, where can we get English content for my family and friends back home? And it's just it is this massive gap in the league's marketing and distribution that for whatever reason, they haven't capitalized on yet. And so you're going kind of taking the reins there and publishing a good English article that can be consumed by a North American audience is, is fantastic. I love to see it. Yeah, it says here it's five months since the publish uh, publication. So that's about mid-March, I guess. Uh, so obviously the season hadn't wasn't done and uh, he hadn't been uh, drafted by the by the Sharks. But but yeah, and so I take, mean, take it for what it's worth. Especially, I mean, obviously the NHL has always posted a lot of Swedish content, but it seems especially over the last four or five years or so, we've been getting a lot more higher picks that are are of Swedish descent. You know, those top 10 picks, uh, you know, Elias Pettersson, Rasmus Dahlin, Raymond uh, uh, Alexander Holtz, Lucas Raymond, William Eklund, all these guys are getting top picked in the top 10. And it seems every year we're getting more and more Swedish content getting picked higher in the draft. And so... There's obviously a lot of interest to uh, for, for these North American teams and their fans to want to be able to uh, know more about these guys uh, that are that, that are going to be potentially playing for their team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I mean, in the world of clicks, I think I think you have to do that. I really do. Um, like you said, there were a lot of Swedish players picked. Let's just run through the Swedish contingent of the first round only. Um, William Eklund wasn't even the first Swede pick this past entry draft. Uh, we haven't even discussed that. So, uh, Simon Edvinsson of Frölunda 
picked number six, uh, number six total uh, by the Red Wings, then Eklund by the Sharks in number seven. Isaac Rusian from Lexand in number 14. Uh, then we had Jesper Wallstedt, number 20 by the Minnesota Wild, Fabian Dissel, number 21 by the Boston Bruins, and also Oscar Olauson, number 28 by uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So we had one, two, three, six Swedes in the first out of the first 32 players, which is, I mean, it's just insane. Well, yeah, I also want to talk about Jesper Volstead because uh, off the top of my head, I'd have to guess that he's the first goalie taken in the first round in a few seasons. Uh, in, to- in total? Well, typically goaltenders are usually picked uh, I second. Mean, he's the first Swedish goalie ever to be picked in the first round. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just talking about goaltenders in general. I think Yaroslav Askarov was play, uh, picked in the first round last year, wasn't he? I'm going to look that up. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it certainly Eleventh isn't common. Um, but and, it's, uh, it's, it's a rare, rare, uh, rare thing to happen. I think after uh, before Askarov, I can't even remember who that was. So, and yeah, uh, I know uh, a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans were not happy about the fact that they let Volstead uh, get uh, snatched up by another team. But uh, yeah, I think. Uh, like, 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 like we said, I think uh, the the kind of resurgence of uh, Swedish players in the first round is just going to kind of continue to trend upwards over the next few seasons. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Should we talk about the entry draft or the NHL uh, later, later on? Let's go. Th- let's finish the SHL section here, and then we could do some North American hockey because there's there's been some movement. We could. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of go through uh, the transfers over the last yeah. month or so. We'll we'll touch on the big ones. Uh, the big one from last week, obviously, Tom Knackle uh, yes. signed with Haleftu. He uh, obviously played for Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders. He was kind of shifting back and forth between them and their AHL affiliate. So I think this is a big pickup for Haleftu. Uh It's going to be his first taste of European hockey in more than a decade. He spent the last 11 seasons, I believe, in North America playing in the OHL for his junior career. Uh, and then the AHL and the NHL, of course. Um, but I, I, the I, ECHL. I'm just looking it up. Here. Yeah, he had a few games in the ECHL, not many. But nope. um, I, yeah, I think this is going to uh, this is a big one for Haleftu, and it's going to be a huge boost uh, to their offense. I think so too. I think people are kind of sleeping on Tom Kunakin here. Um, I think there's someone. I saw someone tweeting i can't even remember the name of the, of the guy and doesn't really remember because uh, it doesn't really matter because i don't want to um, out him or anything but he he said kunakal is, is a fourth line kind of guy and i went like no no he, he really isn't it's going to be really good no i, really I think believe that. i think he's going to slot in at least to their second line on the right yeah. wing he might even get bumped up to first if he's playing well I think so too. I think he's going to do really well with with Hleftio. And let's while we're at Hleftio, yeah. Can I just, could we just discuss the fact that they signed <laughs> they've signed uh Adam Masherin who the Dallas Stars fans were really keen on keeping in the expansion draft when the Seattle Kraken were snatching players left right and center. So, this guy <clears throat> had 34 points in 37 AHL games last season. That's really good. Yeah, at one point he was actually tied for the uh, the points lead. And not only, obviously, is he uh, offensively gifted, he's only 23 years yes. old. Yes. It's awesome. Um, and uh, he, he had kind of a bit of a, a unique experience when it comes to the entry draft. He was actually drafted in 2016, 38th overall, by the Florida Panthers. However, the Panthers didn't sign him by the deadline, which requalified him for the 2018 draft. 
in which he was picked 100th overall by the Dallas Stars. Um, so kind of a, an odd way to get to the NHL there for Masherin. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Halefti uh, uh, has made a, a great pickup with this one. Is, is Masherin the way to kind of pronounce his name? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay, let's try to get him on the show. <clears throat> this well, is our goal now. Well, yeah, Masherin and Kanakel yeah. on the same line. Right wing, and then Masherin can play both center and left. So that would be an interesting line to see from Halefti. I would love to hear someone explain to me the thought process behind them going out on the market, looking for players, being able to kind of circle in on Adam Masherin, getting him signed, then moving out on the market, getting Tom Kunakel, and before that also being able to sign uh, Strauss Mann as their new goalie, who I believe can be really, really good. Uh, and obviously they got Gustav Lindvall as well, but Straussman is only 22 years old as well. Um, he's not picked, uh, sorry, drafted as of yet, um, but he's playing in the NCAA for the past two seasons. Where he's put up... Uh, <laughs> what What is the draft age limit? Uh, I think it's 20... Oh, he might not be dra- able to be drafted. Yeah, I thought, I, I'm pretty sure it was 22, so he might have missed yeah. his window. So he's he, he, but he might be able to make the big show as well. Uh, anyways, yeah. Because did you know? Did you have you seen his numbers? Yeah. Oh yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen his numbers, in let's just start when he signed with the University of Michigan in the 2018-19 seasons. He played 21 games, had a 8.95 save percentage and a 2.91 goals against average, uh, no shutouts. Then. Uh, <clears throat> He had in 2019-20 he had a 9.39 save percentage which with six shutouts and an 8.1.85 goals against average. He actually didn't reach that same level this past season, but still a 9.30 save percentage, a 1.89 goals against average, and five shutouts. It's pretty decent, I gotta say. Also, he was the captain of that team last season. You got you. you you take those out of the grain of salt, however, because that is collegiate hockey, where yes. he's playing against a bunch of guys that aren't professional-level hockey players, and he is coming to arguably the third-best professional league in the world. And so, Definitely. I think this is this is going to be a good test of his abilities. It's going to be a good learning experience from him. He's got Gustav Lindvall there to help him through it. Uh, I think he's got a good support group behind him in Leftu to really exploit—well, not exploit, but take advantage of his talents. And um, it's it's definitely going to be a test for for the young man between the pipes. Yes, and obviously he, he probably won't be the clear cut starting goalie here. So uh, I think it's I think he, we can see him if he makes it, if he plays solid this season. I can see him extending his deal uh, for another season. I, I think he can really excel. Like if he doesn't do it r- right away, and uh, but he kind of. Um, you know, fits in and everything's working socially. I can yeah. see him staying over that 2022, 2023 season as well. And there we can see him starting to excel because there's yeah. there's a good hockey player in Straussman. And I think we were just, we, we might be in for the show here. Also, he's just got a fantastic name. Straussman, he sounds like <laughs> yes. a James Bond villain or something. Or a jeans manufacturer. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, Chase Bond villain is pretty much it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, uh, Halefti has gone out and uh, made themselves some pretty good acquisitions in the offseason. Uh, if we want to kind of continue with the North American pickups over the last month or so, Patrick Russell from uh, the Edmonton Oilers signing with Lynch Oping. What do you think about that? Mm, 
I was kind of surprised. Obviously, he has a he has a history with the team. He played his some junior hockey here, but he, he hasn't played um, uh, like any first team hockey here. But I think it's a good pickup in the in terms of his all round game. I won't expect him to be a, a twenty plus goal scorer, but he has a neck of scoring as well. So obviously, there's that. He scored the first goal of the season for the team. Uh, against Oscar Sam, um, it's a good pickup. I, I like the way that Linchapin goes out and and kind of pick up or sign re-signs, if you will, or put, have former players coming back to the team and the organization. Even though Patrick Russell hasn't played any first-team hockey as of yet, uh, I think it's really cool. I think it really is. Uh, I don't know how far it it'll get them, but it's a it's a great way of making business right now. Yeah, um, just moving down the list. What, what uh, should, sorry, what should be worrying is that he only played 11 games this past season. That actually leads perfectly into my uh, next player, Vaini Veivalainen, picked up by yes. uh, Barinas by the Toronto Marlies. However, this past season, um, well, he had 13 games with the Liga, but in North America, he only had five, six games played, one with Columbus, one with the Cleveland Monsters, and four with the Toronto Marlies. So he might be a little bit rusty coming into the season. He was in the uh, Nick Foligno trade, I think. I believe so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I was kind of surprised he signed with, with Brinas. I thought he'd be an AHL goalie. This coming season, but like we said, there were a few AHL AHL players uh, due to kind of be bumped out of the league, and obviously Vevelainen was uh, one of them. Now, I think he'll, I think he might do really well with Brinas if he gets gets to play on a continue uh, on a on a regular basis here. Um, he's facing who is he playing with? It's Victor Andrian, obviously. Um, yeah. I think it's it, it might be a it might be might be good Finnish goalies has a, has a good history in in, in the SHL and the Swedish Elite League so good pickup I think. Speaking of AHL players, Robert Lantosi coming to play for Rogla and um, well he had uh, well he started the season with uh, HK Nitra of Slovakia, then moved over to the Providence Bruins who he had played for the previous season. However, he has uh, Swedish hockey experience. He played in Allsvenskan and Hockey Etan uh, between 2000, or and also J20 as well, between 2013 and 2017. Actually, he played J18 2012 as well. Oh, yeah, there you go. So he's been here before with Vesteros, <clears throat> let's say Vesteros, uh, Arboga, and Vita Hesten, and Lindlöven, and Sundsvall. So yeah, he's been around. He's seen uh, quite a lot of the northern parts of Sweden and central parts of Sweden. So good for him. Now he's playing in the southern parts of Sweden. I think this is a funny pickup. The Rugla kind of... I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on their way of making business. And uh, I kind of like that. They put up... Or they, they kind of pick their players. It's, it's like we've been in, talking about before. I think we had... When we talked with Cam Abbott about, uh, earlier on, uh, if you haven't... If you haven't heard that interview, please check it out. It's uh, I don't even know the episode number, but it's in the description, so have a look. Um, but they kind of do it on based on personality. We I think we discussed uh, who was it, Chris De Sosa at the time with, mm -hmm. with Cam, and uh, he he obviously said it was someone they've been looking at for quite some time, even though he chose to play, I believe, in Finland at first, and I think. 
that's why I kind of go, I can't, my mind goes, this is something. And I, I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's something here. And I think we'll, we'll have reason to go back, get back to Robert Lantosi in the future. There is something there and I can't, I don't know. He had 15 points in the AHL in 25 games, which is decent. He had 18 points in 18 games in Slovakia. I mean, decent player, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he works out for Rova. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, I think we kind of touched on all the all the big ones as far as uh, North American acquisitions are concerned for yes. uh, the SHL. Um, I was just... Is there anyone else we should really mention here? Uh, some of our more frequent listeners tend to point things out to me. Uh, um, we're missing something. So I'll one thing I think we should touch which on. Which I thank you for, I should say. One thing I think we should touch on, he wasn't a superstar by any stretch of the imagination, but Carl Fabricius, second all-time in games played in the SHL, is leaving the league. Yes, 905 games played uh, over a 21-season career, I believe, in Sweden. Um, he's, yeah, second all-time all when it comes to games played. Um, in his time here, he scored 108 goals, 141 assists, 249 points. So, like I said, not a superstar, but my goodness, what what a what a career he has had to, to have that many games played. And I'm feeling so old because I remember when he came into the league and he was hailed like as you know not as superstar in the making, but as one of the biggest names in the, for in the future of Swedish hockey. And that was 21 years ago. Yeah, he made his Kill me. debut me in 2000, 2001. <laughs> Jesus. But, oh, uh, yeah, but good for him. He's moving to the German second league for yeah. He's for some. joining uh, Heilbronner Falken. Um, exactly, Heilbronner. Ah, Heilbronner Falken. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to th- think that yeah, like you said, 21 years ago he started his professional career and he's been going hard ever since. Of course, the vast majority of those seasons, other than three seasons with Verlunda, he spent with uh, Luleå. Yeah, he had one season with Lev Poprad in the KHL. I don't even remember Lev Poprad. It's a defunct team now, I think. Um, yeah, but good for him. Um, obviously, it's sad to see him go because he, I kind of like those uh, Ironmen. But if he wants to try out some German second league hockey and have a good beer afterwards, that's good for him. Exactly. If he drinks beer, so apologies if he doesn't. Uh, but Can we another... touch on the... I want to talk about Erbro. Can we do that for, for, quite, uh, for a few seconds? Fine. <laughs> Thank you. I feel I feel like I'm a good part of this of this hockey show. Uh, I feel they're really support. Uh, they've signed four forwards, all of them being Finnish. Interesting. So there's the finishing touch. No. Get out. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I think this they signed Mika Salomaki from the Nashville Predators. That's the one I want to kind of talk about. Because once again, I think people kind of they read too much into to stats when it comes to like players coming in from other leagues. Salomaki hasn't played. He had one goal in five games in the 1920 NHL season, and he had 12 points. Uh, two of them being goals uh, for the Colorado Eagles uh, in the AHL this past season. I. Still think in like a middle six, maybe top six role, he'll do very well in Erbrew. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. He's another North American AHL slash NHL guy that's coming over to the league this season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. But like you said, I think uh, he's going to be a big good a good pickup for a Red Bull. Yeah, let's just uh, give the other names here. Uh, Yanni Lajonen, uh, Joel Mustanen coming over from Fredenda. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, Yanni Lajonen from Lugano and Jusso Pustinen from Sibir, Novo Sibirsk. So four new Finnish uh, forwards uh, adding to Robert Leno, who they already got. And I believe they got some other Finnish guy. Christian Nekeve, obviously, R- Rasmus Rissanen. They, they, got have seven, they have seven Finns on their team. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's like lean shopping in the early 2000s. They've got yeah. uh, Rodrigo Abels, one Austrian, of course. Nick Ebert, one American. And Jonas Arntzen, between the pipes, Norwegian. So very diverse team for Rachel yeah. this season. They've also promoted a few players to the first team, which is really cool. Um... Anything else, like in terms of signings, that we should mention? Um, no, as far as signings, I'm sorry, Rodrigo Abels is Latvian, not Austrian. Um, but uh, one player leaving the league that uh, is probably one of the bigger names that has left this offseason, of course, is Emil Pedersen, who has signed with, signed with uh, Spartak Moscow in uh, the KHL. Yeah, good for him on getting some, getting a payday, I, I presume, but a, a big loss for for the league because what a what a player, man. <laughs> He's a, in terms of the SHL, he's a complete player. Oh, absolutely. He's got it all. And like you said, obviously he was uh, he was looking for a bit more money, which you can't blame him for. Oh. So uh, he's heading to uh, to Russia to play with Spartak Moscow. However, I could definitely see him returning to the SHL at some point during his career. Yes. And if so, he'll be with Vikra. Yeah, I would have to. I, I can't so. see him playing anywhere else. Uh, the Pedersons have a history with that team, so. They do. I don't remember the other guy, but I'm fairly sure that guy is pretty good. Um, <laughs> anything else on the SHL side of things? Um, not really. I'm just. I just can't wait for puck drop on the new season. It's going to be great. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I tried for the listeners. I tried getting Dave to do an early prediction here, but he said it was more of a third aid kind of thing. So we'll I haven't see here. Well, okay. Do you want to do an early prediction? Who's going like Who's going to win it all this season? Yeah, let's do that for funsies. All right, uh, should I write things down? No, we'll okay. just have to review. <laughs> well, well, let's each pick one team and I, uh, like I, uh, regular season winner and uh, champion. Yeah, I think I think Ferrystide might burn their their all their gunpowder in the regular season, uh, and I think they'll be the regular season champions. All right. Uh, well, can I just say that I'm very curious about watching Matthias Jonsson in a better environment than Lexan? Yeah. I think I think he's going to be really, really good with Ferrista. Excellent. Um, as for the no, you do the regular season first, and then I'll go champions. Uh, I'm going to go with Halefdia. Oh, okay. I'm going to take a bit of a bit of a dark horse, but um, I mean, they've uh, uh, they've had. Uh, a couple less than stellar seasons over the past couple of years, and I think they're I think they're set for a bit of a bounce back. Actually, I would agree with that, but people in Cholefio seem not to be as high on the team this season. I think they're sleeping on some of their own signings here. Um, but yeah, that's a good pick, actually. I kind of like that. As for champions? Uh, I'm going to say the Lakers are going to repeat. Really? I mean, they, they've... 
they've got a bit of a different looking team this year, but coming off of the success of last season, um, and you know what, they they are a playoff team. They 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 have been, and they've shown that uh, over the past few seasons. Um, obviously, that 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 championship win back in 2018, where they basically walked to the the championship, and then uh, this this past postseason where they were absolutely dominant as well. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lakers for the uh, for the repeat. Can I make an early prediction on the Lakers? Like, not, I don't think they'll win, but I think this is the last season we see Sam Halam as their coach. You think so? Yes. I think he'll be leaving. I think he'll sign with another SHL team or try his swings abroad. Interesting. All right. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Sam. I don't want to put any rumors out there, but that's my thinking because he's been there. For quite some time, he has a few champions uh, championships. Um, yeah, I think this might be his last season. All right. And that would be an earthquake uh, because I think he's the rock-solid foundation of that team. Maybe not the organization, but the team. Uh, as for champions, I'm picking Kholeftio. Oh, interesting. All right, there you go. Yes, I think they put everything together. I'm, I'm questioning... Uh, Robert Olson as their coach uh, to start with, but I think if he puts everything together and he can pull, get the team to kind of um, be more dynamic uh, than he got his Jurgården team to be, I think that's a dark horse heading into the playoffs. Uh, or if not, he'll f- be fired by uh, the Christmas. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, my dark horse is Colleftio for the champions championship. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, do you want to talk the NHL or? Should we do that some other time? I don't know. Nah. Yeah, let's let's save that for the next episode. <laughs> yes. All good. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, guys, for listening. Uh, first episode in a month and a half feels to be feels good to be back and looking forward to the new season. Um, it's been a very long off season, and uh, so yeah. Anything else to add at the very end here? Uh, we should do a patron exclusive episode maybe next week. Um, I haven't really given much thought on about what. Uh, damn it, and I can't log on to the Patreon page for some reason. It's been quite some time. <laughs> well, we'll uh, figure it out. We'll get it sorted. Uh, but we should do uh, a Patreon exclusive uh, anytime soon. Uh, yeah. And we t- thank you all our patrons who... Uh, man... Dude, Patreon is not cooperating right now. I'm sorry. Here we go. Okay, I'm on Patreon now. All good. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, we should do Patreon exclusive. I don't know if we're going to do like a prediction kind of thing or talk about, I don't know, move. what have we talked about? Movies? Uh, we, well, we've done movies, travel, video games. Maybe books. I don't know. Um, well, thank you anyways to Lucas, Anton, Tobias, Andreas, Linus, Darlene and Tom. I'm not forgetting you, Tom, and Adam for uh, supporting our Pluck a Little show. If you would like to do that, uh, we are going to spend the money at some point. We are just saving them for a rainy day, which is today, um, to do some buy some hardware, I guess. Uh, if you do want to do that, then head over to patreon.com slash across the pond pod. It's only two bucks a month if you if you want to kind of help us out here. Uh, it, it would be much appreciated. And if you want to donate 100 bucks a month, that's fine as well. Um, and it, I don't have anything else to add. It's raining and I'm going to do some uh, planting of new flowers. So I'm going to be wet and uh, happy.
Nice. No. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, guys, for listening. And, of course, as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and... Support your local business, because this thing uh, might not be over. Yeah, it just keeps going. Yes. All right. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk later. See ya. Thank you.